Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, a craft beer and movie podcast that we do each and every week. We is myself, Max Minardi. And I'm Johnny Summers, and together, we're your favorite podcast. We're based out of Chico, California, and like I said, we do, uh, we do, I keep saying, I've said it a few times now. We, we do. We do beers and movies. We taste and watch and then review beers and movies yeah, on the show. doing them. More or less. Yeah. yeah. So for forever from now, when I say do, that's what I mean. We gonna do it. And this week is no different. We're covering two craft beers, one movie. Uh, I want to say off the top, like I always do, if you haven't seen our film of the week, this week we're talking about uh, Hellboy. It's an adaptation from a comic slash novel, a graphic novel thing that was also done earlier in the 2000s by Guillermo del Toro. And now redone again. If you haven't seen that yet, don't worry about it. We're not spoiling it till the very end in the segment we call The Danger Zone. Johnny, housekeeping. Where yeah. do people find us? So since you know how the show works, you can find us on all the social medias at Fresh Hop Cinema, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us on Letterboxd and Untapped for movie and beer reviews, respectively. Follow us both. Uh, we're both at Fresh Hop Cinema, I think. Yeah, or, yeah. It's easy. It's all on the website, which you can, is you can the play, coolest yeah, thing. You can play a fun game, though. Like You can talk to us on all those, and you can try to guess who is behind it, like That's who's right. running each platform. And then if you get it right, nothing happens. So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but it's still fun. You get to be self-satisfied for a moment. But like Johnny said, check out our website, freshhopcinema.com. There's old episodes. There's beer reviews. There's movie reviews. There's new episodes. There's new episodes. There's announcements. Bless you, <coughs> my beautiful friend. There's sneezes. Uh, we mentioned last week that it's spring, so here you go. Yeah, it's sprung. Spring uh, and Patreon. Yes. What? Oh, and Patreon. Are we back? No, you have to. Yeah, you have to yeah, talk okay. about that. We're also on Patreon, guys. If you want to support this, you can help us fund allergy pills for our studio. I'm we dying. will do this. You can find us on patreon.com slash fresh hop cinema. Give us a dollar per episode at least, and then you can get cool bonus content. You can get invites to events and all sorts of fun stuff. I need to I need the money for beer and Claritin. Yeah. <laughs> help me. Uh, speaking of beer though, let's jump into our first one, man. You picked a you picked up both of these this week, actually. I did. And this is a beer from a brewery we've done, I believe, once before. Um, not so long ago, I think, I think within the past, like three or four months, it's Gilman brewing out of Berkeley and there we're doing just a, just a shout out here for my own taste buds. We're doing two beers that I'm not always a fan of. Uh, one is a Saison and one is a, I believe a triple. Yes. Sour, sour triple. golden triple. So I'm in for a treat here and I'm excited to see, cause I know you've had this first beer before and I never have. Yeah. Uh, so what I, is it? I had this beer, a Patreon friend of the show and personal great friend of mine, Brian McAllister. Brought this to my house last week. We had it out of a can. I believe the bottle that we're going to be drinking out of is an older batch, so hopefully it's as good as the one that we got. I hadn't looked for a bottling date, but I found this at New Earth somewhere, I think in Yuba City, about 8 bucks for a 22 But what we're talking about is Champ Rochot by Gilman Brewing Company out of Berkeley. It's going to be a tart saison with nectarines. I was very pleased with this beer when I had it out of a can. I uh, really wanted to do it on the show. So I'm going to be compiling my own fresh review for this, and Max is going to try it for the first time. This is, like I said, a Saison with nectarines coming in at 6% with a score roughly of 3.69 uh, out of 1,218 on untapped. I feel like I, just the way that you said that and the way that I've said it before, it sounds like it, it gets a 3.69 out of 1,000. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Based on 1,218 yeah, right. votes out of five or ratings, yeah, yeah. So that's okay. the yeah the consensus <laughs> the out of that many score ever. Yeah. yeah, 
Anyways, the, what they say on the website, uh, and I paraphrase this a little bit out of my own experience, it's a tart, fruity, cloudy, and complex, but not too sweet. Uh, very, very nectarine-forward beer. It's going to have a wheat malt finish and their house yeast, sa- house Saison yeast, uh, and they fermented this with half a ton of nectarines. It's supposed to be an effervescent and dry finish. I hate it. You hate it? I hate it so much. You pour uh, me some? Yeah, that's you. Thank you. Um, Man, so this is a saison that is right up the alley of traditional saison yeast. Like they said, right off the bat, like that is that is mm. what comes straight out of the bottle, right into your mouth. It's like saison, saison, traditional saison tastes, mm-hmm. and it's the part of saisons that I don't really like. I've gotten high hopes in the past. We've done hoppy saisons, and um, I just think this one is probably pretty well made. I'm not sure, but whatever that yeast profile is, is just something that I just can't get behind. There is nectarines there. Mm-hmm. There are nectarines. There is a nectarine taste there, but uh, it's definitely underneath the rest of it. I love this beer. All right. Is it is it similar to when you had it out of the can? It is. The one I had uh, was a bit more fruit forward. I think this is a little bit on the older side, which is uh, logical because fruit is the first thing to fall off in most beers. So there was much more tartness and nectarine in the one I had out of the can. Uh, did you find a bottling date on this? No, anywhere? I didn't. I think there might be a Julian dating code on the side there, but I don't know that off the top of my head. Two five six one eight. Two five six one eight. So that was like, I think that's like middle to end of two thousand eighteen. Right. I'm pretty sure the first three letters are the day of the year, and then mm-hmm. the last two are the year. Is that right? So the two hundred and fifty sixth day of twenty eighteen. That'd All be right. my guess. I don't sure. remember. I haven't had to deal with Julian in a long time. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so this is one of their older batches. They do it in cans now. I just saw on their Instagram that they're canning this like today. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so, cool. Um, I'll bring in a can of the fresher one and we'll give it another try because okay. it had much more pronounced tartness to it. Uh, I really, really like the balance of this from the for the fruit to the the yeasty, saisony resonance of it. This is a, a really, really well-made beer. I'm super, super pleased with it. I'm kind of bummed that you don't like it. Yeah, I mean, it is. So it's got a lot of really good qualities to it. For me, it's mostly just the flavor that is putting me off, but like the mouth feels really great. It is effervescent. It finishes pretty dry. Just drink it fast. Right. And get the job done. Um, I no. feel like that's maybe missing the the point of it, though. Whatever. Um, no, it, it's good except for the flavor, which is a terrible <laughs> thing to say about a beer. But for me, it's, it's, it is good. I like a lot of it except for the parts that I don't, which happen to be sort of the most overwhelming parts of it. That is the vaguest, most long-winded way to say you don't like how it tastes. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, <laughs> I like it, everything except I'm the taste. To be diplomatic. Are you about running it, but... for office? Yeah. Are you like trying to work at Gilman Brewing? You know, it doesn't. I I was <laughs> expecting more tartness too. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe our second beer of the show will kind of give me that tartness that I was expecting here. But pretty sure it will. Um, this is yeah yeah it's just not for me. That's fine. See this, I see being absolutely the perfect saison for this weather Hmm. it's nice and fruit forward it's refreshing it's crisp it's got a little bit of tartness um, but in the same way that um, a ripe nectarine has a well-rounded sweetness with like a tang at the end yeah this really just kind of coats the palate you feel it on the back of your tongue once you're finished with it it leaves that nice dry finish like they said and you get a nice little tart backbone to it but i could stand for this beer to be a little bit more sour yeah okay that seems so Uh, let's put a pin in this one and revisit it maybe in a month or two, or we'll just do it for funsies when I get a can. Maybe we'll just drink it on yeah, the show and sure. just make a quick comment about it. Yeah. Something like to do with a fresh batch, see if it's changed. I was trying to find one today and I couldn't find it anywhere. So next time I see it, I'll grab a can. Yeah, deal. So I like this beer a lot just based on that. Um, personally, nectarines are my favorite stone fruit. 
uh, out of all of them. And when you incorporate it with beer and it's done properly, I really like it. It's nice to have a nectarine beer that isn't over the top uh, crazy sour. Because most of the time, like I've had Degard, I've had a couple of breweries that do really well or really good barrel aged sours. I'm pretty sure, um, what was the guy? Jeffers. Yeah. Does one with the, the barrel works. Yeah. Yeah. The Firestone barrel works. Yeah. I'm sure. pretty sure they do a nectarine and I really liked it, but it was like peel the enamel off your yeah. teeth sour, yep. which isn't like a good sipper all the time for me. So I would reach for this beer again for sure. As the weather's warming up, I see this being a very drinkable saison if you're into it. I think the other end of the nectarine spectrum can often be the hazy IPA portion. Like I feel like nectarines, although I don't see it all the time, I can almost swear that I've seen it like a hazy IPA with nectarines and peaches or something. I've definitely seen peaches. Maybe not, maybe not nectarines. Because like it's certainly like more like the milkshake kind of IPAs. Yeah. They do like the peach and cream sort of thing. Yeah. But maybe not nectarines now that I'm thinking about it. I'd be curious to see that just because they do lend themselves. They just tend to be more sour. Mm -hmm, A little tangier. Yeah, they got that tang. Their skin's very tangy. Yeah, totally. It's not the fruit. It's the skin. Uh, I'm prepared to rate this. Yeah? If you are. What do you mean? I mean, I'm prepared either way. Yeah? But we don't have to do it now if you're not ready. (laughs) No, I'm ready. It's a three for me. Yeah, it's a three out of ten. I don't like it. That's fine. Uh, Like, I think the the reaction I have to this particular type of Saison yeast or just Saison yeast in general um, is sort of a non-starter for me because after that it's like, well, I just don't like this beer. So if you've never heard our ratings before, if, if you're a new listener, we just rate based on our personal preferences most of the time. It's well, all of the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's got this weird, um, hmm, what would be the word? Bubblegummy. It's hmm. got a bubblegum and blankety, grassy, meadowy. Okay. This is like chewing bubblegum while rolling through a wheat field. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I like it a lot. This, I think I'm growing on, the, or this style's growing on sure. me. I'm growing on this style. <laughs> that sounds odd. One, yeah, one is much creepier than the other. Right? Um, okay, so what are you going to give it out of 10? Hmm. Would I drink it again? Yes. Would I recommend it? Yes. Do I enjoy it? Yes. These are easy questions. These are, but they're factors, I think. Uh, I'm not usually a big fan of this style. This is a 7-4. Okay. All right, 7.4. Yeah. Fair enough. Once again, that is Champ Brush Show from Gilman out of Berkeley. Uh, get your hands on it. Let us know what you think. Tweet us, Instagram, whatever you want to do. We don't care. Just talk to us. Send us a mail and yeah. a letter. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, let's move into Flick Picks. When's the last time you got a letter? Uh, that I ever, like, that I personally got a letter? Yeah. Uh, I, got, I, got a letter. I got letters, dude. You I, get letters? Do you have pen pals? Yeah, I had a letter. Uh, I've gotten a letter within the past month. Really? Yeah. Like a handwritten letter? Sure, yeah. What? Yeah. Who does that? I'll tell you when we're off the air. Was it from your mom? No. Okay. Moving into flick picks. All right. Um, so I want to talk about a movie that I have previously, if not on the air, certainly amongst friends talked about, and it's actually a franchise that I'm just like, this is garbage. Why is this being made? This is stupid. It's bad for society. It's just, it makes us worse. Yeah. And the franchise I'm talking about is the Purge franchise. It came out. The first one was called The Purge. It came out in 2013. Since then, there have been three more movies. The Purge, Anarchy in 2014. The Purge, Election Year in 2016. And then last year in 2018, The First Purge. It's dun, sort of a, dun, a, a prequel to the whole thing, like why The Purge got started and and who's behind it and what it was meant for. Um, and I was home on, I want I want to say like a Monday night. And I had like just been at home like on my computer sending emails or working on our website or doing dish, like stuff around the house. Um, very much stuff that required my attention. And I was like, I'm going to put on a dumb movie. And I had been scrolling past Skyscraper. I'd been watching that over the past few days, like throwing it on. And then I saw The First Purge. 
And I thought, hmm, well, I don't want to watch this. So maybe I'll just put it on and see what happens. <laughs> and I want to say a couple of things. My judgmental state of being towards the purge, I still feel is justified. I think these movies are violence for the sake of it a lot of the time. And that's about as deep as they go. So I was surprised by this one because there was that. It was violent. It was dumb. It was terrible acting, horrible writing. But the premise was kind of interesting, I suppose, in that it's like sort of the spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah, what for the was first the purge. Well, basically, like the government um, wants to make this. They try out this experiment on Staten Island. And they're like, we're just going to for, you know, the deal with the purge, like for 12 hours, every crime is not a crime. You can murder people if you want. The idea is they want to try to reduce crime. They want to like let people get it out of their system and whatever. But it turns out, whoa, nobody's actually murdering each other. So the government sends in like mercenaries to start murdering basically poor people. Kickstart the party. Pretty much. And they just send in, they just murder like a bunch of poor, seemingly only black people. So which is like an interesting stance to take in this movie because then it turns into like uh, this very like anarchist thing. Um, and you really, uh, really don't like the government in this movie, even more than if, like, if you're a person that doesn't like the government in general, you watch this movie, you're like doubling down cause they're awful. Like everybody is unlikable, but like the main characters that are likable are crazy likable. Like they're super cool, like super suave, terrible writing, but you're into it cause it's, that's what you're signed up for kind of thing. Okay. I don't know. It was like 90 minutes long. It was rated R. Mm. There was some creepy stuff. Yeah. It was really dumb, but I watched it. So okay. I'm mentioning it, mentioning and, it. And you said that this is better than all of the other Purge movies and you've seen one. Right. So I've seen, I've seen the first Purge and and from what I could tell, like. That's the one you just watched. Uh, oh, sorry. I guess that would be confusing. I've seen the original Purge film from 2013. Okay. Which, yeah, this one is called the first Purge. Yeah. I am sorry. It's okay. Um, so I've seen the, the, the. The yep, very first the, one. The, yeah. <laughs> the first Purge and you've seen the first Purge. I've seen purge. the 13 <laughs> Purge. <laughs> and from what I could tell, the 14 and 16 ones were basically the same thing, just like some little twist to make it crazier and up in the ante. Yeah. And this one had a little bit more of a story to it, I okay. guess. So I don't know. All right. Don't watch it necessarily, but I'm going to watch it. Yeah. If it's I'm around. stoked. I it's on I saw, HBO. Yeah. It's on HBO. So fine. Yeah. Oh, it was directed by Gerard McMurray. McMurray? Is that his name? From, That's from, from yeah. Larry Kenny? That's yeah. Yeah. Yes, That's it is. I almost didn't say it. I was like, that can't be right. Yeah. I wonder if it's the same guy. Right. It oh definitely is not. Oh, my God. Uh, Marissa Tomei is in it also. That's random. Who is... Um, What's the last thing she was in? The Spider-Man wrestler? Homecoming. Oh. He's, he, she's Peter... She's like... Um, she's Aunt May. Aunt May. Uh, and I was like, isn't that her? Because she looks really different in this movie. Yeah. I was like, How, why would she sign up for this? Like, she's doing all right. Doesn't need this movie. Hey, money's green, bro. I guess. Yeah. Anyways, that was the first purge. All right. Well, I'm going to be watching that. and Maybe it'll be my flick pick next week. Sure. I, it won't be because yeah. it'd be redundant. <laughs> But uh, I've liked every single one of them. I've seen most of them in theaters. Oh, okay, I like them. Really, I'm a fan of this series. You don't feel like there's like a waste of time, or like like you you okay? Do you feel like it feeds people's like I actually effectively doing what the purge in the movie is supposed to do for those people? Like, do you feel like it's a way for people just to kind of um, vent their uh, live out of fantasy? Fantasies, yeah, 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 essentially. Yeah. Uh, a little and bit. Then, if so, is that healthy for us as a society? Uh, it's as healthy as watching like a post-apocalyptic film where there is anarchy or you know, serial killer slasher flicks. I mean, in, in the, the the scope of the total ethos of film, I don't think they're particularly damaging. I guess the the counter argument to that is like in post-apocalyptic movies or serial killer movies, like the apocalypse and the murderers are bad guys. And yeah. here it's like 
we can all let out our inner monsters. Sure. Although I do sort of feel like I'm sounding like an old person that was getting mad at violent video games. Like, a little bit. It's going to make this society. Channeling your inner Nancy Reagan. So I don't know where I stand on this, but somewhere in the middle probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I've liked them all, man. I all thought right. they were, they're, they're kind of fun and interesting in that like, it's a social experiment that would be crazy to see happen, but you never actually want to see it right. happen. But then, you know, there's some people who are like, oh, man, I can't wait for our government to do the purge. What would you do if the purge was real? What would I do? I don't. Would you hole up? Would I you like thinking go about straight that, defense? No, I don't. I, I think I would have like I, I my brain has a hard time going to strategy. It's like more like what is happening? How did this happen at all? Yeah. I think if the purge is happening in real life, I am dead. I'm long gone at this point. Yeah. Not because of time has passed, just because like our society's at a point where right. I don't survive. Purge starts at midnight tonight. What? What's, well, yeah, come yeah, on. I, I hold up, for sure. Yeah, hold up, right? Yeah. Like, you better, because I'm coming for you. Sure. I'm looking forward to it, man. Gonna kill you. Um, <laughs> why don't you tell me more about your strategy for that on our break? Yeah. And we come back and maybe we talk about Hellboy? That feel good to you? That feels good to me. And then I'll tell you who writes me letters, and we'll get you an allergy pill. Woo, I'm excited. Give me some of that Claritin. Young Maxwell, I've been rocking and rolling all night. I need replenishment, I need fuel, I need some beer, and I need a burger. Any recommendations? Yes, my friend. Go down to the Handlebar right here in Chico. They're at 2070 East 20th Street, and they have an awesome happy hour seven days a week. From 2 to 6 p.m., you get a dollar off all their draft beers or half-off bottles of wine. That's it's crazy. It's a great place to go, and they have an amazing menu. So again, it's the Handlebar here in Chico. If you're tired of rocking your face off all night, go down there. Have a pint or two, or five if you're not driving. Support a local business that supports this podcast. By the time this episode drops within the next week or two, they're going to have full liquor, too. So go on down and check their liquor specials out. Handlebar Chico. Rock and roll. <laughs> On an island off the coast of Scotland, something was summoned from the depths of hell. Something that would end mankind. And this uh, thing you worried about, did it show up? Oh, yes. You did. We face every threat there is, and yet you take me in. Hello, son. You made me a goddamn weapon. Where's my fucking violin? Listen up, ladies and gentlemen. Out there, there's a fifth-century sorceress who wants to bring down the curtain on London and the world. Great homework. Why do you fight for those who hate and fear you? You were meant for this. Out of the ashes, new Eden will emerge. Okay, I'd appreciate a prophecy with more relatable stakes. Haven't we got to be saving the world or something? Yeah, okay, come on. Let's get your game face on. Yeah, come on, let's do this. You were actually saying that on the break, that this is a bad version of Smoke on the Water. And I, I was like hearing it. I just didn't actually ever hear them say smoke. That was Smoke on the Water, but like a 
like a not that intense like orchestral yeah, it version. Was like, it's like like what would have happened if it wasn't cool in us with the I got five on it, except yeah. that's so cool. And yeah. this is uh, super lame. Anyways, that was the trailer for Hellboy. This was the one that came out in 2009, directed by Neil Marshall. No, 2019. What did I, I said nine? Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Definitely came out this year, yeah. like last week. Which could be confusing because there was one in 2008, and maybe somebody was like, oh, is he talking about the old one? He's still wrong, but that's closer. No, 2019. Thank you for the correction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny, what's the IMDb synopsis? Please tell me. Based on the graphic novels by Mike Mignola, Hellboy... Caught between the worlds of the supernatural and human, battles an ancient sorceress bent on revenge. And that sorceress is played by Mia Jovovich. David Harbour is, played, uh, is playing Hellboy. You'll know him from Stranger Things. Sure. He was the the good, faithful sheriff. He was also in the newsroom. He played uh, oh, he played uh, favorite somebody. show. I love that show. Yeah. And then uh, Ian McShane, or Ian McShane, Ian. Uh, Ian. plays Professor Broom. Is He's just basically the dude from Deadwood. Just, yeah. He's all, Ian, Ian McShane is like more or less... Pretty much the same guy most of the time. Yeah, but I love him. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you said Professor Broom. Professor Broom. Come on, man. Yeah. Um, so I want to just give a quick synopsis that is not what IMDb said, but I'm going to give- Is this your synopsis? This is my synopsis, just in a quick nutshell. So basically, if you don't know anything about Hellboy, um, Hellboy, in this iteration, and I think the old ones, though I don't quite remember as clearly, but in this one, at the beginning of time, or close to it, back in, in like the Dark Ages- King Arthur and Merlin, they're riding about, and there's this evil witch. Wait, King mm-hmm. Arthur? I think so. Yes, that's oh, King okay. Arthur. <laughs> man, I set you up for uh, jokes. Sorry, man. Um, anyways, they're there. We get this like prologue, and this is this is Hellboy's origin story, basically. King Arthur, Merlin fight this witch, chop her up in bits. They send her off to because uh, she doesn't die, so she has to go be locked up in boxes. Then jump to World War II, Cause Nazis, because her, her parts could never be put back together sure. in a weird way. I hope that never what? happens. Um, Nazis in World War II tried to turn the tide of the war, and they try to raise this evil devil. Rasputin. Rasputin, sure. Which also just not even close time-wise, but whatever. Anyways, Hellboy is born. He's not bad. He's actually a good guy. And then he has to defeat evil because he's a good guy now. He also fights vampires. And Ian McShane just adopts him. Right. Uh, so this came out April 12th. It's two hours long somehow. It was made with $50 million, though if you watched it today, you might not know that. Um, it's, as of the 16th of April, is made domestically $14.3 million. It's rated R for language and uh, really cheesy action and special effects, and I hated this movie. Violence. That's what I'm showing my cards right now, Whoa. I think, but sorry. What do you think, man? <laughs> really, um... Was disappointed. Yeah, can confirm. Am disappointed. Going into this, can we tr- can we do our best to just like not try to compare it to the old one? Can we just like try to? Because I know it's gonna oh be definitely. Hard. It's it's hard when there's a good version of a movie that's been adapted and it's like well the like the, what we did with with Pet Cemetery basically like. Yeah. Uh, I went into this completely open minded. Yeah, okay. I really just was like, okay, I'm gonna sit down, entertain me, sure, like go open mind, brand new, clean slate. Not directed by one of the best directors of all time. That's fine. Sure. Let's go. Guillermo del Toro. Shout out. Yeah, like, I don't know why. Like, I don't know. It's hard to follow that up. But granted, we just did exactly what we weren't going to do. But okay. <laughs> but I'm not. No, I, I really did consciously say, like, okay, I'm just, this is a brand new movie. It's a brand new guy. And, like, for the first 20 minutes or so, you buy David Harbour. Like, you get it. I like, yeah, It's fine. It, yeah. He's, like, weirdly thick. Extra, right? Extra thick. He's, like... Extra husky, husky. Uh, it was very odd, mm-hmm. but like, Wait, what are you comparing that to? Like, 
Just in general. Okay. Like he's yeah. just a huge thing. Yeah. So he's like part, he's like demon, I guess. He's like a demon yeah. guy. Yeah. Sort of. I don't know. Like, right. Yeah. Is he just that? He's just a demon. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's fine. Yep. Um, so your initial thoughts on this, I suppose. All right. Without spoilers. Yeah. I'm going to just tell you what I, I'm going to read what I texted you, uh, because I think it's a pretty accurate oh, sure. description. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think that's probably a fair, I don't agree with it personally, but I think yeah. that's a fair assessment. So this movie reminded me of a cheesy kind of over the top gore fest B movie horror <clears throat> flick from the eighties, just with like better graphics and none of the better dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it could fit a mood kind of specifically, if you're in the mood for that, like nostalgic, just cheesy, like seriously background noise, like 80s, 90s, just silly goose time of a horror movie. I think if you're trying to find anything redeeming about the plot, uh, which is entirely convoluted just, and somehow complex, man. like it's overly simplified, but also overly complicated. Yeah. How do they do that? I feel like complex is almost a compliment. Like convoluted yeah. is probably the way to go. Like it's yeah. confusing and, it's, and thick and it's, dense. But yet like over the top dumb. Yeah. Like it's yeah. so dumbed down, but so complex. It does. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um. So if you're not expecting anything in the way of, you know, a plot or dialogue or believable character development, then sure. If you want to suspend completely all disbelief and any hope of this being anything resembling an actual movie and not just a uh, like music video style montage car crash of violence and terrible music segued into terrible acting. I mean, the soundtrack segued into terrible, just cheesy violence for no reason. Somehow that like for some reason they decide this should be rated R. Yeah. Yeah. So you have that. So you've got like a ton of gore that's just kind of seems misplaced. Yep. That was just put in there to be there. It didn't really serve a purpose, which if you're going to have violence, it should serve a purpose. You said this last week about, about Pet Cemetery. You said that, you, that they used the, the violence and the gore sparingly because oftentimes it can be so overused and they did it very purposefully. And, and to prove, as if to prove my point, right. 2019's Hellboy, a shockingly shallow film of mediocre at best, like, Results that feels generous. Would you? Yeah. So you said horror movie. Um, does this is this a horror movie? Like, I don't know. It'd be more like a, a horror sci-fi because you're dealing with demons and stuff, sure. and it would scare like a ten-year-old probably. I saw a guy in there. Presumably, it was a dad with his like five-year-old kid. Like, yeah. What? Like, and I was watching. Like in my brain, I was like, man, this is so dumb. But I was that kid. That's probably pretty scary. It was the part where they were out with the hunt on the first, yeah. and he like had the. Deer yeah. helmet, just so dumb. Oh my too. god! Like, I get to. That's my honor. I get to wear this. Yeah, ridiculous. We're gonna go. Oh, there's giants in this movie. Yeah, there's giants. There's Nazis. There's everything. There, there's so much unnecessary stuff. Yeah, this could have been trimmed down to about an hour fifteen. Yeah, hour twenty, and so, it would have been yeah. tolerable. So that's my take. What do you What do you think, Max? All right. So I have a couple things. I, uh, I feel like you have more than a couple. Sure. I would like the the, the next thing that I say. Not to be a disqualifier for the rest of this episode. I'd like to talk about this movie, but I'm I'm worried that what I'm about to say is going to make you want to say I don't have an opinion. Okay, so just knowing that, I went with Gianna to this. Mm-hmm. It's pretty decently packed theater for a Tuesday. Really, it's also Discount Tuesday. What time did you go? Seven. Okay. Um, I was there right before you. Okay, cool. Oh, was it the three fifty-five? No, I called you at seven fifty-five. Yep. And I said we went to the seven o'clock showing. As you know, this is not a fifty-five minute movie. Mm-hmm. We left. We left this movie is what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, yep. We got about 30 minutes in, um, factor in the previews and we left. It was so bad. 
I couldn't get past it. You walked out of a movie. I've, I haven't walked out of, certainly since we've started this podcast, I've never walked out of a movie. I don't think I've walked out of a movie in my life. Oh, shoot. And this was so terrible. Bruh. I couldn't handle it. And and I was going to sit through it. Like, if I was by myself, I probably would have stayed just for this. But Gianna's like, we have, a, like, it's two, she didn't have work the next day. Or, so what is today? Wednesday? Yeah. I guess she did have work the next day, but it was late. And she was like, we could have the whole night. We could go and watch This Is Us, which I've also started watching recently. So good. Um, and I was like, dude, that's true. Like, I was I was laughing. I was frustrated at how dumb this movie was. Like, I couldn't decide if it wanted to, like, have him be, like, the suave detective vampire hunter or if it was a horror movie or if we were supposed to care about him at all. We left at a part where this pig creature has just raided a monastery and goes back to Mila Jovovich's character, kind of pieced together. And she says something like... I don't need food, but the only sustenance I require is vengeance. And I was like, man, I, I just couldn't do it. So that said, I would still like to talk about the first 30 minutes I did see because, man, was there a lot of information packed into a small little package. It was uh, a lot. Yeah. Um, I think I think that this could have been really cool. I remember seeing clips of or like bits and pieces of the 2008 film over the course of like the, how, 10 years that it's been out. Um and I think with a lot of Guillermo del Toro movies, the tone is right. And he knows what he's doing. And this movie doesn't know, obviously, based on what we both said, like it's just so in the middle of, of all of these different ideas and it can't decide. And I think it really, really is problematic in this. Oh, this movie's a catastrophe. Yeah. I have two things to say. Sure. One, I'm incredibly disappointed in Okay. You. Fair enough. Like my heart is broken. I wasn't sure right if you're going to be like proud of me for, no. for standing up for well, thoughts of mine, but that a little bit, right. yes, but also our job is to review yeah, movies. I know I've been going kind of hard in the paint movies the past couple months. I you've feel been, like I could take this one. You've been going too much. That's yeah. the thing. Well, all you really have to watch is the one we're doing on the show, but instead you watched like seven movies that weren't the one that the show was about in that one week. Remember when you had like a bunch of shit? And Flick picks? Yeah, yeah. I watched the movie of the show that week too though. You watched that too. Exactly. Yeah. But you're, you've been overdoing it. Hmm. You've been going a little content crazy. So at one point on the show, you said, all right, Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yes. <clears throat> so maybe I have three things to say. Okay. It's, it's growing now. Sure. So one, I'm very disappointed. Okay. Come on, man. Come on. Do better. Okay. Watch the whole movie or not at all. I'd have more respect if you didn't even go. I have a follow-up to that, two, obviously. Two, I'm proud of you for actually sticking up to your scruples and okay. having a confrontation with this movie. <clears throat> sure. Because I know you don't like confrontation. So you you confronted this movie and you walked out on it. You turned your back and said, nay, I send these eggs back. Hmm. There is hair in my movie. Sure. So good for you. Also, C. Sure. Let's jump to letters. Yep. You owe me half a four loco. We're going to split one next episode. I'm bringing that rule back. Okay. Uh, because it's one movie in a seven-day period. Um. Okay. So the uh, couple follow-ups. Um. Well... Okay, sure. Uh, I would make the same argument about flick picks for not having them the past couple weeks. Yeah, because uh, it's one movie and that's a, a segment days you created. It's a segment we agreed on. Mm -hmm. Your idea. Uh, two. Life is too short to watch movies. One time you said you're the one. We have a podcast. We have to what we have to we can we have to watch a bad movie every now and again. No, we do not. There are so <laughs> many good movies, and I watch enough movies and care about movies enough that I'm not going to make myself sit through a garbage pile of a movie. All right, I'm, I'm motion for TV shows to be allowed in flick picks. Uh, those are not flicks. And since we are not a TV show podcast, I motion against that. You're the worst. And that's why we have Hot and Bothered, because that's what we talk about. That You're kind the of worst. Stuff. It's a footnote at best. Hot and Bothered? Yeah. 
We'll it's at the, end, it's at the end of the show. Nobody cares. We, we just footnote. we just talk about our lives, and that's <clears> yeah. when we get to be free. And it's at the end. It's yes. a footnote. It simply is a footnote. What does a footnote mean to you? It's just at the end. It's attached. It's a PS. It's at the very end. Would you like it to be longer? Longer or at the top? Longer. Deal. <laughs> that works for me. I'm just saying, hey, if you think flick pics should be allowed uh, for TV shows, which I do, you should you should let us know. You should tweet sure. at Max. Yeah, write us in. Because I think they should. Okay. Because a lot of times I don't have time to watch a movie. Sure. I have time to watch some baseball, maybe play some Call mm-hmm. of Duty, and mm-hmm. then watch, I don't know, a half hour to an hour of an episode of something. I'm just saying, if you're going to give me for walking out of a bad movie, I will give you equal shit for not watching what could be any movie. movies. Yeah, right. Any movies at Which all? I feel like seems That's, fair. That is 100% yeah. fair. But- What's life if you can't but, talk yeah. trash to your friends? Tiebreaker, right? I said, if you think uh, anything about I what mean, you just said. Hashtag Max is right. Hashtag Johnny's right. That'll, I think that'll do. Make it make it rhyme, though. You can think of. Uh, actually, I can't think of either one of those to rhyme. Like Max's Max attacks. Johnny's Johnny's Bonnie. I don't. What are you talking about? I just thought like hashtags work really well if they're like catchy on the Internet. That's how hashtags take off. Or as we say on my coffee mug, sharps take off. Yeah. You know, no one can see your coffee mug. Twitter. We'll post it. I'll there post it with a hashtag. Yeah. Ironic as it is. Yep. All right. So this so, movie this movie is sparking debate. It's a terrible movie. Can we agree there? And I, I I'm gonna really agree. It's a catastrophe of a movie. The point that I would just disagree with you on is is that like I don't know that this should fulfill any type of uh like guilty pleasure, maybe. I don't know if you would even call it that based on your notes, but um, you know, I think this this because watching it, I'm trying to like categorize it in my head and think what is what is this familiar to what could it right fulfill what you know like we talk about what is the purpose of this movie yeah and so that was the best i could come up with just right. like off the top of my head after seeing it and you know looking back a couple of days after seeing it i really think that it's a stretch i think if you are in the mood for uh, 80s b movie horror flick you should just go watch one of those or I would yeah. say maybe watch the 2008 version of Hellboy. I think the cool thing about especially like 80s B-movies is that that was a point in pop culture where people were craving that. So people were making those movies to be those movies. Yeah. And I don't think this movie was trying to be that. I think it was just a movie that's going to be like, yeah, it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like that shows like at least with the B-movies, like you can cheer when things are so cheesy and so dumb. Yeah. And like everybody, even like you can tell the cast even knows that. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about uh, before we rate this movie and go to a break? Because yeah. we'll we'll tear this movie apart. Yeah. <laughs> uh the we're gonna just prepare the altar of sacrifice because the danger zone is just gonna be us repeatedly stabbing this movie. Yeah. Um, you see those news reviews where like somebody stabbed somebody like three thousand times, three hundred and eighty four times. Sure. First of all, who counted? Sure. Second of all, that's what we're going to do to this movie. Sure. So before we get there, I was going to say something. Hit me. And I forgot. Damn it. Yep. <laughs> what were we talking about right before that? Uh, B movies knowing they want to be B movies. Oh, the uh, writing, the writing, oh, sure. the writing, the writing. Okay, yeah. Before we tear it apart. Maybe the worst writing I've seen in a movie in the last few years. Why? Like, it was just the dialogue was so flat. And unnecessary and legitimately insulting to everyone that views its intelligence. I mean, like Mila Jovovich is a good actress. Yeah, Ian Shane, good actor. Good actor. David Harbour, good actor. Like, how did how did this happen? Exactly. I don't, I don't get it, man. This is going to go down as one of the biggest failures in cinema history I, uh, with like the last few years. I I'm, guarantee yeah. it. What freaks me? Well, like it hasn't made that much money, but it's made in the millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, I don't know. Did well, you that's, see trailers for this beforehand? Yes, but that's simply on reputation. I, I 100% yeah. guarantee people are going to see this because the last 
two Hellboy movies, given the Golden Army was not as good, but still sure. pretty good. Sure. The first Hellboy movie, 2008, was super dope. Yeah. So, like, people are wanting to relive that and get more of that and, like, tap back into that well of content that they think they're getting. Right. And then they get this steaming turd. Yeah, it sucks, man. Uh, I'm trying to look up. I found it. Um, so, Neil Marshall is the director of this. Um, he's got a, a couple of things under his belt, mostly kind of um, sort of like B-horror movies. Um, so, maybe that's a testament to your point. But his most famous is The Descent, which is not – at least wasn't branded as a B horror movie. Like that's a pretty legit horror movie. Horror suspense. Yeah. Um, that was like in two, yeah, 2005. Mm -hmm. Um, and that movie scared me when I saw it and it's pretty good. Yeah. I, I like the descent that I don't, so I don't know what happened here. It's very, very strange to me. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know. Do you feel like I'm, I will default to you here. Like, should I even write this since I didn't mm. see it? I, it doesn't seem totally fair. No, but. I think we should just give it like a general thumbs up, thumbs down. If you only sat through 30 minutes. So I would say, let's just default you to like a thumbs down. <laughs> I think that seems fair. Yeah. Uh, but you can rate it. I'm going to give this, I've thought long and hard about this. It's, this movie is a firm 1.5. I don't think anyone should. Yeah. <laughs> that's so low. Yeah. Okay. That surprised me. Does it? Why? I just, I don't know. I thought you'd be at least a two or something. Why? I don't know. Why? Uh, this whole movie, like, why? It like, it, like it, it, it could feed a certain point of your your entertainment soul if it you wanted could, it to. But, God, I can think of literally hundreds of movies I'd rather watch than this yeah. if I needed that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, seriously, I'd rather watch, like, I'm just thinking, like, Mars Attacks. Sure. One of the best cheesy, yep. amazing, I mean, like the first Batman from 84 that Burton did Oh, uh, with Keaton and DeVito. Yes. Yeah. Batman Begins. No. Right? Oh, no. Is Batman. that one? The oh, first, it's just called yeah. Batman? Yeah. Which one I'm thinking of? Batman Begins was the one with Clooney oh, okay. and Schwarzenegger and um, ah, yes. uh, Alicia Silverstone and then the dude that played Robin. Yeah, uh, I can't, I can't see him. Name. I can't either. It doesn't he matter. like just generic, like Abercrombie model that type. Guy. He's boy, on yeah. like NCIS um, Louisiana yeah, sure. or something. But anyways, yeah, yeah those, those movies. Yeah, like come on, man. So yeah. no, I'm I'm sorry, but I have to go hard in the paint because yeah. I'm usually the one caping for the the horror movie, and, and I just can't do it. Like you said, caping twice. You said it to me last week. What, yeah. I think I know what it means. Like, what is that from? Yeah, Where did you get like that? When you're, like, I got it from uh, Daily Zeitgeist. Oh, cool. actually, I like it. Yeah, when you're like when you're just going super hard in the paint, like you literally like put on a cape, sure, and you're like championing for a thing. Yeah, like yeah, I love you. Like you like piggybacked on another sort of like interesting phrase, like hard in the paint, caping. Mm -hmm. Those are very like very trendy. Hey man, things. I'm a man of the people. I'm cool. a man of the world. Yeah, uh, and I really just have to call this movie on all of its garbage. And yeah, I just I can't tolerate it. Like I said, the dialogue just every time the dude, what's his name, David Harbor, every time he spoke, it was just like cringy mm -hmm. because he legitimately seemed like unintelligent and just yeah. Derpy. Can and I give it a, just, an early, yeah, an early movie spoiler? Yeah. So there's like that whole opening scene where where we're learning who he is and he's like goes to Mexico to find his old partner or something. Mm -hmm. And the dude gets impaled, like right? He's like wrestling him in the ring and he gets impaled on the side on like the you know, the post of the wrestling ring. And it's like mm -hmm. super round. Yeah. It's like, how did this even happen? He was like in crazy vampire mode and just like, mm -hmm. stuff like that. I feel like it was probably just all over this movie. It was just cheesy and silly and too much. And they could have reined it in, and there was too many yeah. zigzagging plot lines. There was so many of these little subplots that were hard to follow that like yeah. didn't make sense. Yeah, just stick to the one thing, cut it out like a half hour off this movie. Yeah, focus. Take, take out like take out any number of things. Yeah, even in the first thirty minutes, I'm sure some of that went somewhere. Like ditch the King Arthur thing, or yeah. the Nazi thing, or the Giants thing, or like the Guild of Huntsmen. <sighs> None yeah. of that needs to be there. That whole segment could have been skipped. Yeah, yeah. 
there's been better ways to convey that knowledge and, and push that plot forward. And yeah. I say plot with heavy sure. air quotes. So anyways, let's jump to a break and then we'll come back in the danger zone and we'll actually really rip this movie apart because we've been holding back. So I am hold- really excited for Sour Monkey, though. Yeah. Hold on to your butts. Got another beer coming. That was a Samuel L. Jackson quote. Hold on to your butts. Yeah. From Oof. Jurassic uh, Park. Oh, what? Yep. Wait, what? Yep. Which one was he in? The first one, he Jurassic was Park. Samuel L. Jackson was in. He was the computer programmer that smoked cigarettes the whole time. I don't remember that character at all. Bro, Tato Chip, watch that movie again. All right. Because he was in a ton of it. Huh. But anyways, hold on nice. to your butts. Yep. We'll be back with our second and final beer, Sour Monkey and the Danger Zone. Stick around. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Hey, welcome to the Danger Zone, everybody. Hi, guys. You've made it. We've made it. We're all here. We're having a having a real nice time. So, a Why couple weeks so ago. Sensual? I don't know. I'm sitting cross-legged. Yeah. And I, like, I kicked back in my chair. I was like, hey, everybody. Yeah. We're it felt like here. you were in a smoking jacket sitting yeah, in front of a like, fire trying to get like, in my pants. I crossed my hands also. And yeah. I was like, hey, uh, let's talk about it. I just started unbuttoning my shirt. Sure. Just <laughs> subconsciously. Snap yeah. You just Ready? flexed, and then there's just pop. Pop. There's, yes. Nobody that's going to hear. Um, so, okay. A few weeks ago, we talked about trying to do Sour Monkey from Victory Brewing. And we couldn't find it in town at that time. Yeah. Though Johnny, with his magical uh, beer sensing sniffing abilities, <laughs> found it. <laughs> he found it at good old Trusty Spikes Bottle Shop. And That's now right. we are going to drink it. We're going to review it. Neither of us have had it in several years. Uh, Johnny, tell me about what Sour Monkey is, please. Sour Monkey, first of all, is about thirteen ninety nine a six pack, which for nine percent sour is not terrible. No. Brewed by Victory Brewing Company out of Downington, Pennsylvania. It's clocking in at 9.5%, like I just said. Untapped, you're looking at 3.64 out of... Uh, that's a total... Thank you, yeah. ...summary of 7,100 ratings overall. It's not an IPA, though. Did it's, I leave yeah, that? I'm sorry, IPA. I meant to change that. This is uh, their, their beer, their triple uh, Golden Monkey with... More stuff in it. Sure. See if it says anything about that. Yeah. Sour Monkey puts a tastefully tart twist on our Golden Monkey's sweet, fruity essence. A sharp, citrus-laden tang makes this brew a monkey all its own. The flavor, you're going to be getting a lot of lemon, sour, and mild Britannomyces on the nose. Uh, and you're going to get a bunch of tart acidity, not dry, as it finishes with a multi-grain flavor that should leave your mouth watering a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it does, man. It's like really... um. Oh, uh, so there's there's a lot of tartness there. And I was looking at it. You were saying when we were pouring our glasses, like it looked kind of green. And I didn't really see it from my angle in oh. your glass. But I looked at mine. It was like, it is kind of like like almost a, I don't even know the right word for it's this. It's like neon-y. Yeah, it's like got a weird glow to it. Like a kind of a like a Mountain Dew, but more yellow and it's a little bit clearer. luminous. Yeah. Um, wow. So there's a lot. There's a lot in this beer. Dude. There's. Um, I'm enjoying this. Okay. It doesn't drink like nine point five percent. These are my, these are my initial thoughts on this. Um, well, I want your initial thoughts. Yeah, not nine and a half percent. Very tart. Um, I'm gonna take another sip in just a second, but I felt like there was almost some like spicy qualities to it. Not hot, more like literal spices in here, like pepperies or yeah, um, maybe like a sweeter spice, like a like a not cinnamon um, and not like a nutmeg or holiday spice, but something that's giving it like a tingle, like an earthy sort of spice flavor to it. Mm. I'm gonna take another sip. But what do, do you think it. off the bat? Uh, you know, it's like surprisingly drinkable for a nine and a half percent sour. Like this beer's kind of crushable. That's what I'm getting. Kind of, huh? It reminds me of golden grape juice, like the the white grape juice, but like sour in that you can just definitely chug it. It does have uh, uh, some nice carbonation up front. 
and it has a mouthwatering tang on the finish, but it's not uh, like a really over-the-top acidity that is problematic. A lot of sours for me have that where it's just like, ah, and my teeth are melting. Help me. I look like the Nazis from the last scene of Indiana Jones. Or the first scene of Or the first scene of Hellboy. Well, nobody melted. (laughs) That's true. There's a famous scene in in Indiana Jones where the Nazis melt when they open the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Uh, So I don't get a lot of that because, like, I feel like I could drink 12 ounces of this comfortably. Yeah. So I don't know if I would say comfortably sure. I don't know that I'd necessarily enjoy all 12 ounces of this. For me, it's a bit a, a bit assertive. At first, there is sort of like that nice finish that doesn't leave you quite as um, puckery as a lot of sours kind of do, but um, there is a lot there. And, and I take it back when I said about the spices. It's not a spiciness, but there is a flavor that I can't quite put my finger or my tongue on, I suppose. Um, but it's like a really mellow body, really rounded off. And, and like, it's a weird, it's a weird beer for me. Um, I'm not even sure totally why I think I'm, this is going to be one of the first times in a while that I'm going to have to really drink maybe my full taster to get my opinion, but it's interesting. There's a lot going on. I already drank my full taster. Cause well, look I at like you it. go. It's really good, man. Um, this beer is surprisingly well balanced for the vast array of really strong flavors and sharp things that are happening. Yeah. It doesn't have any like rough edges. Like it's a strong flavor, but it's not overpowering. Dude, it smells. Okay. So maybe this is what's throwing me off. Um, not to just glaze over everything you said. I think that's all correct. Um, but it smells almost like a wine. Like yeah. Th- there's a white it wine does. sort of like um, grapey sort of quality to this. It's and it's like that sort of fermented grape thing, even though it's not even close to what's in here. Um, but I wonder if that comes into play because of the multi grain flavor they're attributing to the to the aftertaste or the finish. And it's well, it says it's sharp and citrus laden, huh? So I don't know, man. There's something about that. I'm thinking, but. like, just think about like lemons when you yeah, taste this. I, I, don't, I don't. There's some lemon there for a sure. A little bit. There of lemon. is some citrus, but I don't know. There's something else there, and 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 maybe that's just my own attribution to those flavors, like earthiness and and like fermented sweetness. I think wine. And mm-hmm. That might just be on me, but well, I also did already compare it to white grape juice. Oh, you said grapefruit juice? No, I said white grape juice. No, you did yeah, you? Yeah. I could have sworn you said grapefruit juice. No. I don't know. Okay. But yes, white grape juice is what I meant. Oh, okay. Like the Welch's white grape juice. Oh, it it's tastes- exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe if if you did say that, I didn't immediately agree with you. I apologize. Because right. that is very similar to this. Totally. Like it's it's like that with more tang, but yeah. like it finishes yep. like that too. Like that juice. Like even the aftertaste. Yeah, that's fin- wild. Yeah. Huh. But um, that's a good flavor though. Yeah, see, I actually feel the same way about that stuff that I kind of do about this. Like about the white grape juice is like too much of it's a bit overwhelming for me. And like, there's something like when it hits your sort of lymph nodes that gets you the swelling mouthwatery sort of stuff gets really overwhelming for me. So I don't know that I would lump this in with what you're saying about it being crushable or poundable or whatever, but it is, I'm going to say I like it. Um, but it's a hesitant like for me. Whereas I think for you, it's more of you really, really like this because well, just, you're pouring the rest of your bottle into just, your glass. I really like this beer. Sure. Uh, it's a sour that I find not, too much of a kick in the teeth, which is rare for me. It's also not a snooty sour, like, which I guess is another way of saying it's approachable. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't come off like a rare barrel no. or like a cascade or yeah. even like a Cantillon. That's sure. just oh, like, definitely not. There's some sours out there that are there are a lot, dude. And the people that are into sours have like a really discerning palate, and I get that. And if that's your style, like that's cool, like mm-hmm. that's your thing. But like for me, a couple ounces, I'm good, bro. Like yeah. I, I, it's really never been my thing. Reminds me too much of like vinegar, like drinking balsamic. You know what I sure. mean? It's just yeah, like, definitely. It's, a, a beer for me is not that. 
I also want to point out we didn't say this, but um, it's maybe because it's so small on this bottle. This batch was uh, bottled on the 5th of February of 2019. So we've got a couple months. Still fresh. Still fresh, which I don't know. Like I, I'm sure this would be fine if, if it aged for a while. I mean, like between the aging characteristics of a sour triple to begin with, plus the 9.5% ABV. Uh, I'd be curious to try like a year old version of this. Well, you have a couple because we did buy a six pack for the show. There you go. Yeah. Maybe we'll revisit this uh, when we get the, uh, I don't know, Instagram notification, wherever you, sometimes you post on Instagram or we post on Instagram, whoever runs the Instagram. I'm pretty sure that's your dog that sure. posts on Instagram. But like what we did a year ago. Yeah. Once we get that notification for this episode, uh, let's open up one of these. We'll save one and then uh, see how it compares. Dude, let's bury it in a time capsule yes. in the backyard. <laughs> be so cool. Uh, so, don't yeah. move. But I do like, so like even looking at the label, like look at the two, we'll, we'll post photos like we always do, but the two beers we're drinking today, like if you had to pick which one was more pretend, if you had to say which one was more expensive, uh, pretend they're the same size, I guess. You, you'd say the Gilman, right? Yeah. It's like a, it's a cleaner label. It's a little bit trendier. It's more modern. And I like that the, the Sour Monkey is kind of hippie and psychedelic and approachable. Like, yeah, I think this beer is approachable. And I think if for no other reason, that's a really good thing about that's it. That's a great word for it. Like you might, you might just be inclined to grab this off the, off the shelf at a bottle shop. And you said what? 1399. Yeah. But for what you're getting, that's totally. a great value. No, price, I mean, like, price per ounce. I was going to say there's plenty of six packs out there that are not sours that are not, um, a so specialized style of beer. Like you could find a six pack of IPAs for 14 bucks that's not yeah. that crazy i think like the newest stone enjoy by is like 16.99 that's expect similar abv too so yeah um no i think that's a, a strong point here um the sort of the gateway uh the gateway sour quality of this like y- y- somebody might pick this up and be like oh fun beer whoa this is different i i like sours i will try more sours which is a very cool quality in mm-hmm. my opinion so i'm still not ready to rate it that's uh I suppose that's on me um, do you have a rating already or do you want to wait? Would you, would you out of solidarity wait with me? I'm ready, but okay. I'll wait. Well, why don't you talk a little bit more about it and I'll get my rating, but in the next ounce or two here. Okay. Well, yeah. Cause I've almost drank the whole bottle. Yeah. Like I've, I really forgot how much of, of an affinity that I had for this beer. Uh, drinking it again really reminds me of that. And it's something that I will probably keep around. Uh, just to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, I drink. Vodka club soda with a lucrative amount of lime juice. I'm really, I have a favorite brand of when? lime juice. What are you saying? When did you do this? Uh, well, I had one before I came because okay. I like alcohol. But um, <laughs> pretty, pretty much funny. every okay. night, yeah. uh, that's like my cocktail of choice is okay. uh, vodka club soda, extra okay, lime. Sure. I have my own favorite brand of lime juice, and it's uh, from Key West. It's all key limes mm-hmm. imported. You know, is that sh- what key lime means? Well, limes you, from Key West? Yeah. No, really? it's, a, it's a lime specific to Florida. I didn't know that. Key lime pie has a unique flavor because of the origin of the lime. More you know. Yeah, man. So it's a great lime juice, and I've turned a couple people onto it. Brandon Duran, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but it's a very similar flavor to this. I really like the tart, citrusy, but sweetness. Because sure. key, have you ever had key lime pie? It doesn't yeah. taste like regular limes. Uh, There's like a round, yeah. full-bodied sweetness to it. What's that beer that just came out? Um, not just came out. It's been out for a minute. Key lime pie goza? No, that's oh, I just I had one of those the other day though from um, New Glory. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, we had from Westbrook. 
Oh yeah. But no, I'm talking about something else. It's a milkshake IPA with key lime. Um, New Glory just did one of those. That's, is that what you were talking yeah. about? No, they they did a key lime pie goza okay. and then they did a milkshake IPA. Yeah. A key lime. I was at the, I popped into the, the Lost Dutchman on the north end of town. Yeah. Uh, Gianna was getting a massage or something. She, and I was like, just drop me off there. I'll hang out. And I had like two of those and it was like super creamy and good, but I was like, yeah, it's a very specific lime taste. I yeah. didn't know it was, it was regionally specific. Yeah, man. Key limes are the business. Yeah, I guess so. So I love that. Co- that's my house cocktail. Costco vodka and sure. key lime juice all day long. So at night, yes. One to two. Well, I mean, <laughs> all unless, day at morning, unless it's lunch Saturday. I mean, <laughs> sure, then man. I might like get out and do something. Yeah, I just feel like we've talked enough about like how you drive to Orville and do beer distributing. So I want to just like, oh yeah, yeah. all day long, just no, wait, no, no, no. like all day long in the evening Correct. sense of the word. Yes, yeah, all evening long, all after four p.m. on long. Love it. Yep. So that is a flavor that I really love and gravitate towards. And this to me kind of rings a lot of those bells in my head that like it hits a lot of those triggers. And I really like the, the, the citrusiness and I love the full bodied experience that you get from this beer. Cause it's sweet, it's sour, it's abrupt, but then smooth. Uh, it really is an interesting experience. Uh, and I, I just enjoy the overall feeling of drinking this beer. So I think that's part of why I like it so much. Not only is I, I like that cocktail and I like that style of tartness. It's a very specific kind of tartness, sure. one that's not too acidic or abrasive. And because key limes have that kind of full bodied sweetness that's rounded out, that rounds out that, that tart lime. So you've had the rest of your taster now. Yeah, okay. It is gone. Is the beer gone? No, I still have half your beer. I was just, I was trying to sit on what you were saying and, and try to think of my own thoughts here, but like. Yeah, like it's a big, it's a bigger flavor, especially like the key lime thing. Not that that's in this, but um, there is some of that like roundy citrusness, citrosity. Oh, I like it. Um, and and I do think I like this beer. I've decided I like it. It's very interesting, and I think I'm I'm a sucker for like a beer or or anything. It's like, oh, this isn't what I expected. It's making yeah. me think a little bit more. I'm into that. Obviously, into that sort that's of thing. That's why we started this podcast. The show, yeah, yeah. Um, the first night we talked about this podcast, we opened a Canteon. Oh, did we? Yep. Was that that night? Yep. I, I, I remember we did that. Nope. Right? There was a, it was a good night. A so, good time was and it was, And we had like a crazy long conversation about that fucking beer. Sure. You know, and it was awesome because yeah. it was just like, what is happening in my mouth? Yeah. It was just ah. their, their classic goose, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, I think you had a only... little bottle that you'd gotten in Reno. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, then it wasn't. It was a different one. It had like a blue label. No, uh, it was yellow. Oh, was it? All right. Well. Okay. Either way, um, this is good. There's there's one flavor I can't figure out what it is, and it happens just after I initially taste the sour, and I can't figure it out. Well, it might be some of the the Belgian-y Tripoli-ness coming through. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, there's not a whole lot of that characteristic to this beer. Like, there's there's very little of of. of pour some yeah, more. I'm gonna. No, it almost has like a peppercorny. Like, is that what it is? I, I honestly, like, I, I have not been so confounded about a flavor in, in many a moon. No one is surprised. Yeah, I don't, what does that mean? <laughs> I get confounded about stuff sometimes, but rarely. <laughs> rarely. Um, but then again, I'm not certified, and you are, my friend. Yeah, medium. So, fair enough. Medium certified. You're one-third certified. Yeah. Fourth? Third. I'd like to say one-eighth. That's, but that's just a number. You're, I'm saying, like, the levels of certification for Cicerone. Oh, yeah, I'm the first one. There's three? Yeah. And the but third the, one's like the, so hard. Yeah, to get. the third one's like fuck you. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get the second one. I'm gonna. Do you have to get the first one before the second one? Correct. Cool. Well, I'll get the first one first. All right. And then I'm gonna get the Honestly, second. I'd one. be really impressed if you got the first one. I can get the first one. The test is not easy. Well, 
that's, I mean, that's true. I looked at a sample exam for the second level and I was like, no, I can't, there's, I have to study. Obviously, I have to yeah. learn stuff. I thought maybe like, maybe I know enough about beer just by talking. I was like, clearly that's <laughs> cocky and arrogant. No way. Yeah. Like the shit talking gets separated from the actual knowledge right. real quick. And, and, and the first, the, the certification that you have is, is called the beer server. Beer server. So it's like kind yeah. of general, like. Um, it's, it's mainly focused on the differences of styles, uh, stylistic, uh, singularities, like what makes this sure. like a hell's lager versus a traditional American lager stuff like that. But there's also a lot about like tap systems and glassware and like yeah. how to conduct yourself in and a kegs restaurant. And yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. And that's the stuff that I have zero knowledge about. They were like, what, what are the two primary components in a keg system? Like, or that make the beer go. And I was like, I don't know, beer and air. I don't know. Water. Malt? I had no idea. I was like, <laughs> uh, then I got in the car and drove. It's gas, man. Sure. All this to say, I don't know what that flavor is. Maybe one day I'll be able to pick it out. But for now, all I would say is that I enjoy it. I think this is a complex beer, and I have a rating if you do. Yep, I'm ready. Okay, give me yours. So I, I love this beer, and I think everyone Ooh, should try it. I do. I love it. I okay. really do love it. Okay. Uh, it's an 8.9. Give it a 9, damn it. Nope. Nine's a rookie score. All right. Why is it not a 9? Um, what are you missing? Not to make it perfect, but what to just give it a little bit of a, mm, a little, mm, mm. if it was 20% less sour. Okay. It would be perfectly well-rounded. So it's too sour. Just this much, but seems fair. that's my personal taste speaking because I have never been one to gravitate towards sours. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, if it was just that much less sour, this would be goddamn near perfect. But okay. as it stands, it's an eight nine. I was going between eight nine and like a nine two. Whoa! So yeah, it's yeah. But I'm I just you can't give out a nine unless it's like perfect. It's like yeah. people need to go get it. That's true. So eight nine, damn good score. All right, yeah, that is a good score. Yeah, I I really do love this beer. This is one that I think I'm going to be keeping around because, like I said, it it really just every once in a while when I want a sour beer, like this is the one I would gravitate towards. What um not what uh. Yeah, I suppose what. What was the capacity? What was the... How many were left? Were there a lot? <laughs> Can you find more of these at Spikes? Were there a bunch more? Oh, there was a few six was packs on the shelf. Is it something you think is around? Because I remember when we first talked about getting this. I checked their website. It is now a year-round beer. Oh, I so, think Spikes. I don't think they have a website. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I went to Victory's website, and it is listed in their year-round beers. Okay. So I'm assuming if like we all go buy it out at Spikes, yes. they will just order some more. Sure. Uh, you can also at Kevin Jara. Yeah, you know, hit him up on social medias if you go there. It's yeah. in the back cooler next to like the Sierra Nevada. It's kind of out of the way. Oh, okay, uh, but it's it's available. It's around. It's a year round product. So if you can't find it at Spikes, ask your local beer buyer wherever you buy beer at a local bottle shop, not a grocery store, because they won't help you out. Probably not. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's around. So you can go get it at Spikes. Try it out. Do that because while you give it an eight point nine, I'm not going to give it quite as high, but I'm going to give it a seven. Because it is good. There's a lot going on. I think the complexity is a very strong point, a very strong, strong point for this. Um, I, I'm going back and forth every single drink. Like, do I like that weird flavor I can't figure out or do I not like it? And, and literally everything I'm like, ugh, or mm, or back and forth. I feel like this is a beer that the more you drink of it, the more you enjoy it, personally. I think that's the 9.5% talking, probably. No, not I think, really. Well, I think that's the quality of it, like... That's that's the only bummer with super strong beers. It's like at some point you drink like I think two in you're like I don't know what this I, tastes like. I feel like specifically for this beer, mm-hmm. and I given what you're saying is true by and large, 
I'm saying for this 12 ounce quantity that I am consuming, um, once you get over that initial shock of the, the tartness and you're just like, you know what to expect, it becomes more enjoyable. Because it, it, upon first sip, this beer is very shocking That's and very fair. like confusing. Like you said, you you scratched your head for a moment before you rated it. So uh, when I'm saying that, I mean not like four into the six pack, you're gonna love this right, beer, right, right. which but you, you probably, probably will. will. Yeah, sure. Uh, but this 12 ounce quantity, uh, once I know what's coming, uh, it becomes more enjoyable. I think. Okay. Um, it leaves my tongue a little bit heavy, sort of on the on the back outside quadrants just a little bit dry um how many quadrants are in your tongue i think there's five technically whoa there's because your taste buds are sort of divided uh, right uh, 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 i'm not me. positive on this but i'm pretty sure like because like different sections of your tongue taste different th- or are designed to taste different things Did you think about like what it would be like if you could like taste with your hands um i have thought about that weirdly enough really i'm so glad i don't because i feel like you touch so much stuff throughout the day like you <sighs> so need, much like, gross stuff putting your hand on the escalator like oh Ugh, ugh, ugh. Yeah. And then you're like touching people's other hands, which are mouths at this point. It's like, I don't want to do that. You're basically, you handshakes would go bye-bye. Yes. Because I'd be like making out with we, someone. You'd just be like, you'd look each other instead. You'd be like, I, I can't, well, I'm, I guess I'm assuming you don't taste with your tongue anymore. Taste with both. Oof. That gets dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would touch anybody. Like, I don't, I don't want to touch Did you wear gloves? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I would just like spray the inside of my gloves like Listerine. So I'm always fresh breath. Yeah. You're minty. Just, yeah. That's okay. Then right. everything you ate would taste like mint. Yeah, that's gonna be the sequel to like the uh, bird box or something, like another <laughs> not that threatening, I like see easy workaround. <laughs> um, anyways, I had another thought on this beer, and I'm having a hard time remembering what it was at this moment. Um, Sandra Bullock. Yeah, it's not no. that. But seven for me, eight point nine for you. Sour Monkey from Victory. Uh, I think overall solid beer. Yeah, I'm glad we found this. I'm glad that it kind of. Uh, yeah, lived up. That's the phrase. Lived up to the hype that we were hoping it would a yeah. couple weeks ago. If nothing else, this will spark an interesting conversation. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Hellboy? Do we have to? No. I don't really have anything to add. Like, I, I think I said everything I could say for the most part. Yeah. I think it's a waste of time. We could spoil it, but, like, it's not a very... I can, Literally, I cannot no, spoil it. No, you couldn't, <laughs> so. but I could, and I don't even really like want to yeah i mean we were, i think i purposely ran long on that beer segment because i didn't want to talk about this fucking movie yeah can i do ask one question um please so like there's spoiler alert I suppose we're in the danger zone he gets stabbed by the on that hunt right he doesn't gets, matter so like how does he does he they have a dress like how Just, he heals no nope, shakes healing? it off never addressed he got stabbed like through the body with you know giant what man spears it's fine Cool. That's what I was going to ask. I was, wasn't sure if they ever addressed it. It's fine. Whatever happened with Mila Jovovich? What happened with the witch? Uh, she came back and then they chopped her up again. Was it hard for him? Was it like nope. a tough battle? Nothing. No, the hardest part was like he pulled Excalibur out. Oh, and like the whole that. thing was she can't be killed by a mortal uh, yeah. weapon. Exactly. So the whole thing is he has to pull literally the sword from the stone. They did that too. Yep. All right. Yep. They went full sword in the stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he realizes that if he pulls it out, he could be the agent of the world's destruction. What does that mean? He sees this whole alternate reality, like where he pulls the sword from the stone. How does he see it? Like, it's just, it's like flashes to his mind and you're going when through. When he the, touches the sword? Yeah. Oh, and like the, the earth sense, opens up, sure. monsters start coming out. There's this whole thing. Because he touched the sword? Because if he pulls it from the stone, that will happen? Yeah. Why? Uh, because he's a demon and like that's his destiny. But that doesn't make any okay. Oh, but, that's so the it's, whole intro yeah, part. So it's the okay. battle of like free will versus destiny. Like if that's the th- purpose that he was created for, can he deviate sure. from that All right. and be a good person slash demon? It, it turns out he can. Yeah. So sure. he pulls the sword out and chops that bitch up, puts her back in the boxes. Huzzah. Like 
just right back where she started. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. It was no. There was like a bit of an emotional struggle with Hellboy to like not end the world. Okay. And then he didn't. Shocking. Sure. Right? So needless to say, we don't really need to dwell on Hellboy too much. Can we not, please? That's fine. Uh, well, then I want to get into Hot and Bothered because I yes. know we each have a couple things. Putting that movie to fucking bed forever. Sure. Deal. Can we buy it on Blu-ray just so we can set it on fire? I don't want to watch it. I don't even want to watch it burn. I don't I don't want to, you know, because that money goes towards the sequel, probably. Gross. Not for me. Hot and Bothered. Yeah. Uh, you first, my friend. Ooh. You sure you don't want to go first? Mine's yeah. pretty cool. I have you, Well, I have two things. So... My bothered is that I have a gun injury. Oh my God. Yes. Did you get shot? No. Better. Better or worse? I don't know how you gauge that sort of thing. But worse than getting shot would be like getting shot and now you're dead. Okay. So better. Okay. So no. Uh, here's here's my gun Does injury. Does your shoulder hurt? No. What happened? I, so after watching, so I mentioned earlier in the show that I had been watching This Is Us, which is a, a show on Hulu with Gianna. Yeah. Uh, she's not Wait, in it. I was going to say. What? <laughs> I have been watching it with Gianna. It is on Hulu. Uh, it's a very good show. Um, and this, oh, this was Sunday. So we had watched Game of Thrones, which is my hot also, which I'm not going to talk about it. Anyways, I'm a big fan of Game of Thrones. I only have a couple tattoos, and one of them is a reference to the books. So I, I'm a big fan. All my tattoos are references to Game of Thrones. Sure. If you I, think about it hard enough. Yeah, I suppose you can make that argument, except for the bullet. Bullet Bill does not fit. But it could, man. No, it can't. Season's not over yet. All right. Touche. Um, anyways, we had a couple people over, they left, and then I decided that I wanted to act out what I thought a skit would be in like an old Western. Why? I don't know. Alcohol. Probably. Okay. So we like we have this little revolver. It's a it's a twenty two revolver that my grandpa gave me and I just keep it around. It's Was never, it loaded? No, it's never loaded. Okay. I don't have bullets. <laughs> I have bullets, don't rob me. I'll shoot. Yeah, you. it's okay. fucking loaded right now, cocksucker. So uh, I hate that insult, by the way. It's very homophobic, and I hate it. Apologize. No, no, sorry. Well, you're wrong, but it's fine. You don't have to apologize, I suppose. If you've never seen a revolver, there's a hammer. Everybody's seen a revolver. You cock it back, and you shoot it, and it hits the part of the bullet that makes it ignite. This particular revolver has a very well, it's not, sharp. It's fine. It's not technically true. It's fine. Okay. Cocks back, and then and then the, the sharp part that has to poke the end of the bullet to make it explode Um is sharp on mine. So I went like this. I did the whole skit. I was three people at once. I was, I was the guy, I was the gunslinger walking into the saloon. Then I would change sides of the room. I'd become the bartender who's like polishing a glass of whiskey uh, or just the glass of the whiskey. And then I also became the, 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 uh, bandit. Yeah. Bandit. Sure. Um, and then I actually poured my, so, okay, here's how it went. This is easier. Was anyone else in the house? Was was she watching this? Yeah. I told her she had to. I said, babe, watch. Why the fuck don't you videotape this shit? She started sort of late in the game, I think, but she didn't think it was going to be funny. And I was like, it's, you're probably right. Really? Max is acting out a skit in the living room. Impromptu. So I walk up to the bartender. I said, I says, rye whiskey. And then the bartender's polishing. Also me. <clears throat> what about it? I go back to being me with the gun. It's not doing anybody any good sitting in, those, in that bottle, is it? And so I pour, my, I pour the other me, rye whiskey. I set it out like this. Then somebody walks in. I run to the other side of the room. The bandit. It's a bandit. Give me all the, give me all the gold you have. I'm the, the fastest gun in the side of the Mississippi. Then I go back to being the, the gunslinger. And I shoot the whiskey into my mouth. Then I pull out my gun like this. And I do the cowboy thing where he goes, pew, 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 where you pull back on the hammer. Shoot, pull back and shoot, pull back and shoot. This is the problem. I killed the bandit. So that's not a problem. That's good. I was worried. The, the hammer part, like I said, is sharp. So I cut my hand open. On yes, my gun. Did. This was a few days ago. It was much deeper than this. Mm-hmm. And I sliced it open. I didn't stop acting because I committed. 
killed the bandit. Well, yeah. Put the whiskey back and I thank the bartender. I go back to being the bartender. And then I put the whiskey back on the shelf and I kind of not like give him the, as he leaves the also tip me, of the hat. I leave and then I come back in and I say, and scene to Gianna. And then I say, Hey, I have injured myself. It feels quite deep. And I show my, and no joke, like blood is just like dripping down my arm. <laughs> and I said, you have to help me. <laughs> and that's my gun injury this week. On a scale of one to 10, how drunk were you? No, I, I wasn't even drunk. I'd had like, I think, so we watched Game of Thrones. I had a beer before, uh, two beers during, and that's when I started. So three beers deep over and the And a whiskey. Of, and a whiskey, you're right. But I don't think that had hit me by the time I had gone from drinking it to shooting the gun. Three beers deep. Yeah, over like an hour and a half. What kind of beers? One was a Boomy Rollers. One was a Hellas Lager from Sierra Nevada. And one was something else that I had at the beginning that I don't know. So you weren't chugging barrel-aged stouts. And no, you no, weren't. No, you were like, not nearly drunk enough to be that silly. I was silly. buzzed. Yeah, I wanted to act, so I did, but I forgot about that. You're such a free spirit. What is your hot and bothered or bothered? Hot and or bothered? Well, I don't have a bothered. Oh, good. Yeah. So my hot is uh, kind of a cool thing. Uh, as you're listening to this, it was this last Saturday, as this drops on Monday. Uh, my second wedding anniversary is 420. Hope nothing goes wrong between three days before then as we're recording this. Yeah, <laughs> that would suck, but I don't think it's going to. No. So... That's pretty much my hot is that sure. this is my longest marriage in did, history. Did you guys have any, did you do anything? Uh, our plans are mm. preemptively, we were going to do like a, like a big weekend out of town or, or Fort some, Bragg? some nonsense, not Fort Bragg. You like no. Fort Bragg. I do like Fort Bragg. But, you guys um, like Fort Bragg. We do. We yep. go up there quite a bit, either that or some camping or maybe to Sacramento for mm. some sushi or something. Sure. But uh, Sunday is Easter or as you're listening to this was Easter yesterday or, or the game of Thrones episode two. Exactly. Whatever more, you, whatever you celebrate way more importantly to me personally, he does. Yeah. Not a really, whatever you guys celebrate. That's what Sunday was. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, we have plans to do family stuff that day. So Saturday I've started a new tradition. Mm. We are treating ourselves in the true spirit of parks and rec. So Saturday we oh, nice. we we went or are going. Let's, let's yeah. pick one. Sa- yeah, sure. It's confusing <laughs> now. Yeah, we go down to the van store in the mall and pick out any pair of shoes we want and just buy them. Oh, okay. Just straight up treat yourself. That's safe. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's safe, but it's like we go out to dinner all the time, so it's like presents. Like, sure. Let's treat ourselves. Let's do something we don't normally do. And just go crazy. Love it. Yeah. So did that, and then uh, gonna barbecue food that night, and it was fun. Are you gonna barbecue in the? Did you barbecue in the new shoes? No, you don't. You don't, right? Oh man, new kicks are like sacred. Yeah, I got some new Vans for the first time in years. Uh, uh, like a month ago? No, longer than that. Yeah, it's been a couple months. And I changed the tan ones. They're like lighter colored. Yeah, these ones are like olive green. Yeah, yeah. And I changed my oil in them, um, which is so dumb because I spilled oil on them. Uh, and I was doing a good job of like keeping the white part clean, like the outside sole. And now it's like there's oil in the fabric and it's not coming out. You so. want to know a cool trick? Sure. Baking soda. Magic erasers. Oh, really? For yeah. oil? All right, cool. For anything, bro. Sure. They'll make your shoes. How about up. my past mistakes and drunken nights? Eh? Magic eh. eraser. Magic eraser. <laughs> Mr. Clean. Yeah. Yep. He was my mistake. Yeah. You don't have any catastrophic mistakes that nah. you'd want to erase no but it'd be nice to have that power if i could that's well, what shazam's other power should have been like erase <laughs> with a magic eraser like your actual subconscious mistakes or conscious or conscious mistakes. Who knows? i've got plenty of those uh sorry all that to say yes i'm so glad you did this all that to say or we'll do this happy anniversary johnny sure that's what i meant what did i say 
all that to say, I'm happy you did that. No, happy anniversary is pretty sure what I meant to say. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> happy second anniversary. Thanks, man. This is my longest marriage ever. Yes. I heard that joke the first time, too. It yep. was, it's a good joke. I'm going to beat it to death. Though. Sure. As every, every year. Um, well, good. I'm looking forward to it a year from uh, Saturday, I suppose. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Saturday. That's right. Uh, where are we at in the show? We're done, man. Do you want to talk about anything else? Um, do you have anything else? I mean, you have a list. I do. Like, I know we were going to save it for our Patreon people, but if there's anything you want to share, we got we got some time for it, I suppose. Do we have time? Yeah. All right. Well, let's sneak in like a quick five, 10 minutes about Game of Thrones. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. Oh. Because well, I think me. you were right. Nobody wants to hear us talk about Game of Thrones. No. But I want to hear the other stuff on your list. Oh, I had a bothered. Here we go. Yeah, I'm so sick of working Brewfests. What is Brewfests? Oh, uh, like 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 literally Brewfests. Like no, like the one that was uh, like now two weekends ago. Okay, or whatever. Oh, where you had to talk in the notes thing. That no, that's different. Oh, really? That's a beer pairing. That oh, was fun. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, the Brewfest at the Elks Lodge, where uh, like they sell like 800 tickets for people to be in this tiny fucking room. Are you gonna get in trouble if anybody hears you saying this? No, I don't care. It's my opinion, man. Okay. So just, why do you hate it so Because much? there's too many people. Okay, so if it were like a bigger space, you'd be okay with it? Yeah, it was so hard to like walk around. Like I had to take a pee. What do you do there? Uh, I pour beer for my brewery. So for the most time, like you're kind of in your own safe bubble. Yeah, and you table. have like a big table and a jockey box between you guys. But I had a really drunk gal that I actually cut off. Uh, I oh. refused to serve her, and I've never done that at a brew fest before. But she like leaned on my jockey box which That's is the, the, what holds the cake it's a big cooler yeah that like the beer runs through imagine like a big coleman cooler mm-hmm. covered in a big wood box uh but she like leaned against it and like half fell and like almost knocked everything off my table mm-hmm. and just yep that's too much at that point just sloppy like yeah. i've never had to cut people off at a brew fest before but What'd like I said, I'm sorry, I can't serve you. Yeah, like I'm, I'm sure she just took it very politely. Said, I respect your opinion as a professional. I will now walk away, take a cab home, and sleep it off. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what she did. Uh, how did it go? Not so great. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, there's plenty of beer here. I'm sure someone else will serve you. Sure. But I, 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 I get I, away from me. <laughs> I simply cannot. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, but you're you're obviously way too intoxicated. Yeah. So it was just weird, man. Like every festival has like a vibe. You know, like every, just like every show that you play, I'm sure has like a different vibe. You okay. feel the room, right, sure. you feel the people in it, you feel the overall vibe if it's good. And there was like just not, not to sound too like hippy dippy, but there was some bad energy. It was just like people were a little bit more hostile, mm-hmm. a little bit more argumentative, a little worked up. Um, and there was a car accident like right outside the venue and like a half mile down east avenue mm-hmm. you know where that school is where there's a big brick wall like right across from so the I cvs where the elks lodge is I guess. it's down on east avenue like headed towards bidwell park yeah all the way at the end you know where yeah. wildwood park is yeah it's like right there at that roundabout oh on the right yeah like if you're, that's what that is yeah i've always seen that building i've never known what it was that's the elks lodge that's right. where the big brew fest is but there was a fatal car accident like a half hour after the brew fest ended like right on east avenue connected you think possible yeah. they're they're investigating it like a crime but it's just like i don't know there was just bad vibes in mm-hmm. the air that day and i was just really happy to get out of there and like be done with the day so yeah that makes sense but drink responsibly i think is the the moral of that story yeah i also think like it, was that your own like what about the brew fest you worked before that was that fine that was fun so i think maybe you just had a bad, a bad yeah, trip so I, to speak i think that's what it was man yeah. hey what do you call uh what do you call it when you mix lsd and birth control Wait, uh, hang on. Let me think. Um, trip without the kids. Trip without the kids. I don't get it. LSD and birth control. Yeah. What is, but a, hang on. Well, trip, 
Sure. Tripping on acid. Yes. Without birth kids. Control. Of birth control. Yeah. What is a trip with the kids? Oh, like going on a family vacation or something? Like a trip with the kids? It's just a joke, man. What do you call it when you mix LSD with birth control? Trip without the kids. A trip without the kids. I, I guess. Yeah. Because like the alternative is like a trip with the kids. Is that the joke? I just, there's just got to be a reason for the joke. You know, like you can't just be like a, you know. Where'd you hear this joke? It's funny, man. It I read it. I read it on the internet. Yeah, I mean, all right. I don't know. Well, it's fine. <laughs> it's not for everyone. Someone out there is laughing. Yeah, maybe if you're on a trip with your kids, you thought that was very funny. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, and hopefully, you're paying attention to the road. That's the, that's the main part. <laughs> hopefully, you're not drunk. Definitely don't be drunk. Yeah. Also, pay attention to the road in general. Yep. So we learned a lot this episode. Yeah, I think we so. learned that in the purge, I would kill you. No, here's what we learned. If what? you're going to make assumptions, we learned if there was a purge tonight, you would try to come to my house and kill me. What do you mean try? You, I don't show all my cards like you do. You don't know what I've got hidden away. You don't know my secret weapons. Don't think for a second you'd come up in this castle and win. <laughs> I would murder you and your corpse. I would into your and into your. All right. Don't with me right now on the purge. Damn it. Ooh, that is spicy. <laughs> I like it. I think you're Let's wrong. Let's go. I think I could take you. Like that what? would be a good example of fun times to bleep because nobody had any idea. Just fucking. <laughs> Anyways, so yes, we learned some shit would go down during the purge. We'd go at each other, I think. I would take you out. We learned. Is there anybody you would take out in the purge? No. Come on. No, there's nobody I would take Nobody in the world. No. What would you do? What crime would you commit? I wouldn't commit a crime. Would you drive too fast somewhere? No. Maybe to get a cold brew coffee? No, I would stay inside because some psychos out there are trying to murder people. So no, I'm not an idiot. I would stay inside. I I would like get down with some insider stock tips. How does that, how is that the A? Because after the purge, you're fucking rich, bro. Yeah, but like, who's giving you insider stock You could tips? find some. Martha Stewart. I don't know. Where are you going? Like, you, who are you, where are you going to find these people? Like, you're going to have to Bro, drive. the internet. I'll get on Reddit and find some stock I think tips. Your, your plan has some flaws. Some I, serious ones. I'm just, I'm, I'm planting seeds of a false narrative in your mind to try and get you on some stock trading ideas. I already have those ideas. I don't know, man. Making moves. Let's get out of here. Let's record some bonus content for Patreon That's so true. we can talk more about what we would do to each other during the purge. Wait, let's wait. Let's get out of here. And then we can talk about Game of Thrones for our oh Patreon. Oh my god. Just in case there's somebody listening that's like, wait, we did want to hear you talk about Game of Thrones. Once again, Patreon is a thing you can do to support our show for as little as a dollar per episode. You can do more if you'd like. Um, we not we'll love you more. We'll love you the same, but you'll have access to more stuff, which nope. is pretty cool. Definitely love you more if you're on Patreon. I don't know how his brain works, but That's I can fine. speak for one of us. Yeah. Also, if you want to get in touch with us about any of the beers uh, we drank or Hellboy, if you've seen it as well and uh, suffered through it, or if you liked it, I guess maybe write us in. You can write us an email at fhccast at gmail.com. And tell us why. You can tweet us. You can Instagram us, Facebook us, all at Fresh Hop Cinema, or you can visit us on our website at freshhopcinema.com. But... Until next week, if you don't do any of that stuff, my name is Max Minardi. And my name is Johnny Summers. We love you. Long time. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.